You know what, Sam? What? Every day we're getting closer and closer to the start of the season. I am so excited. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. We've hoped you have had a good weekend. And yes, this week, Sam, we're going to officially be starting our standing predictions. We're going to break it down into two parts. We're going to do the West first, and then on Friday is going to be the Eastern Division. Uh, I think it's fun because predicting is fun. Mm-hmm. And we were wrong last year. So. <laughs> yeah, we were. This time, I'm actually going to try and keep up with my standings because I know I was wrong last year, but I, I couldn't remember. So I'm going to try and keep up with it this year. Maybe we can have an episode at the end of the season to see he was mostly mm-hmm. correct. That'd be funny, yeah. So yes, definitely. So before we get to that, we're going to get to some NHL news, then Kane's news, and then we'll finally get to our NHL standing predictions. So Sam, um, NHL news here. Um, obviously, uh, around the NHL, they're, they are having their rookie showcases. And a couple of big players, doesn't surprise us, obviously, because it's rookie against rookie, uh, but Bedard and Fantel- <laughs> Adam Fantelli scored hat-tricks uh, mm-hmm. this past week. I, I just want to mention that because they are highly coveted prospects, Yes, and they're expected to make the teams right away. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think Fantelli will probably have a little bit... He might have more success in regards to roster place in, in regards to where his team finishes than Chicago. Maybe, maybe not, not sure, but Fantilli and Bedard both going to be probably each of their respected teams. First line centers. Yes, definitely. Probably uh, now Bedard, definitely Fantelli. He might not start out on the first line. Cause you do have Boone Jenner who plays center and you have uh track Roslevic as well. He might play on a third line. Mm. type of role but i mean it's i think obvious now that bedard's going to be playing with taylor hall on the first line for chicago which is going to be interesting yeah it'll be a good line bedard looked good i mean he's a game changer so you know we'll see what happens there. yes the, the the big thing for chicago though and this, is what, this is what i like about hockey is that it's not all star talent mm-hmm. um you gotta focus on a core on core players and build around it but they really did they built around bedard just for one off season, so I'm in Chicago's a team I'm interested in seeing what happens this year. I still don't think they make the playoffs, even with Bedard in his rookie season. I, think I just that's don't. Most likely the scenario as well. Now, Fatelli, I think he can be a wild card, and I think if he does really well, I could see Columbus mm-hmm. make. Well, that's because Columbus has a lot more playoffs. pieces. They do. Uh, because if you look at Chicago's roster, I mean, you look at. Their third and fourth lines, I mean, ugh, not really that good. And I think after Seth Jones, and I can't remember, there's another defenseman that I can't remember. Uh, defense, the defense just falls apart for them after that. So, yeah, uh, that is some NHL news that we have. Uh, a little bit light on that. Uh, not really unusual. Mm-hmm. It's and, that time of year. Yes, it is. Um, and then now we're going to get on to some Canes news, Sam. Um, 
Training camp schedule yep. is announced. Now, the roster hasn't been released. I wanted to check just to be sure before we recorded. Roster's not released, but the schedule is. They we'll are probably starting have the on roster. the 20th. We'll probably get the roster next episode, I'm sure. Yeah, we probably because could, and we can talk about The following week will be the start of preseason. Yes, definitely. And it's going to be starting on the 20th. Yes. And obviously, it's going to end with the very last preseason game as Brendan Moore is going to have his lineup. I mean, this is a win-now team. You're not going to see a lot of big mm-hmm. moves happening during uh, training camp um, unless you're trading Brad Pesci, which we've already talked about several times. Uh, but I was funny. talking about internal moves like prospects. That reminds me. I was in church this morning sitting down and... Someone walked past me and they were talking with each other and it was like, yeah, hurricane season's about to start. The only thing they really need to do now is trade Brett Pesci. So, you know, it's not just us talking about it. It's the fan base knows it's the unfortunate reality is that he needs to be moved. Yes. Yes. And we, we've talked about that financially. They don't need to move him, which no. is great. But I mean, this team is look better. At other factors. This team well. is better situated financially this year than they were last year. Yeah, they were. Last year it was cap gymnastics. This year not so much. Next year might be some more cap gymnastics, but this year, well, I don't even know. I think even next year they'll have some decent cap space. But this year was the year they had a lot of money to spend. And they yeah. spent well, it. next year they're probably going to have around $35 million in cap space. And I think it'd be good um, after this upcoming season to kind of have an episode probably – uh, reviewing uh, the players that are on that are going to need new deals, obviously, because you have tons. You have Netches, Taravine, and Jarvis, uh, Shea, Pesci, which is why, honestly, Sam, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Shea was traded because um, if you look at the start of the season after this upcoming season, I mean, you're, you're left-handed deer, mostly pretty set with Orlov and Slavin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see somebody moved at the deadline, at the latest of the deadline. I think this needs to be done before the deadline. I don't necessarily think it'll cost this team like a playoff spot. I think it'd no, be, it, uh-uh. it would be a monumental. If this team misses the playoffs at that point, I think a lot of heads are on the chopping block. Oh, a yeah. lot. Probably the only player who's players who would be safe in the organization would probably be Slavin and Ajo because then at that point it's like, okay, what happened? That means multiple players didn't play well. That means Rob Rendemore's not getting through to the team. It is just a lot of things that, that, that would have to happen. Let me be clear. They're not going to miss the playoffs. It's not going to happen. If it did, that would be a disaster. So that's just... Oh, yeah. It would, it would be like saying Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, Alex Ovechkin missing the playoffs in their prime. doesn't happen. won't happen. Yes, exactly. And if it um, did, there'd be a huge problem. Yes, and I mean, I kind of view the trade deadline. In fact, I think they released uh, the date on that. I believe it's March 8th uh, for the trade deadline this season. I kind of view that as, um, obviously, when it comes to like Brett Pesci or maybe even Brady Shea, for that matter, um, I think you kind of need to view it as you probably need to trade them Um before opening night, and I think trade deadline is the last resort. Because I don't think a lot of fans are going to be happy um, if Pesci is traded at the trade deadline, um, because they'd probably rather see him traded 
sooner than that, but it's a last resort. That's how I see it. Yeah, it will be interesting. I'm not sure what will happen, but we'll find out. Yes, definitely. Um, so, yeah, uh, training camp is just around the corner. means we're getting closer and closer. I get to go to a hockey game next week. Not this week, but the following week. We get to go to a hockey game. I know. It's going to be nice, isn't it? Hoping Ryan Suzuki's in the lineup. Yeah, well, we're about. That's a good lead into our next piece of news, and that is uh, Hurricanes are also having their rookie showcase. And uh, Sam, there have been a couple of players lighting it up. Now, for the record, I think we need to take this as a grain of salt mentality. Uh, again, it's rookie against rookie in these scenarios. You're not playing against men, you're not playing against top notch NHLers. Uh, so you kind of need to take a little bit of a grain of salt with this, but also you, I mean, you got to give praise when praise is due. And I think Ryan Suzuki, um, like what you mentioned a few seconds ago, he's been notable for the hurricanes, but he has to be right. I mean, yeah, like, he does. If he wants to really truly have a chance at making this team and making the national hockey league, he needed to be notable. And guess what? He, he's probably been their best player. Um, and this, in this, uh, young, you know, these young guns tournaments, right. He's been so good. So, which is good. And I think out of all the players, he has the most, the most pressure and credit to him. He's handling that pressure very nicely. He's got the most pressure. He's also got probably the most upside, right? You talk about, is there anyone in there that could be a top six forward? The only one who's got the, probably the skill and the capability and the potential when we drafted him. It's Suzuki. So if you want to say, okay, maybe the talent comes from within. I mean, could Suzuki play in your top? I, I think if you put Suzuki in your line as your fourth line, he'll do well. He'll get points, and it'll make it that third scoring line. Yeah, and while he's a good shooter, he's known for his playmaking ability. That's kind of a little bit opposite of Bradley Nadeau, who wasn't on it because he has to go back to college. He's known for a shooting skill. I mean, just imagine a line of Suzuki and Nadeau. Possibly. Look, I'm just saying. I saw Suzuki, and the dude's got a shot. <laughs> oh, he does. But I mean, again, dude's got a it's, shot. It's, it's, these are rookie goalies, so and he's made some filthy moves too. I mean, you just oh look yeah, yeah. I mean, good for Suzuki for standing out. And like I tweeted out today, I fully believe that Ryan Suzuki has earned a shot at a play at a roster spot. He should be taken seriously. Yes, and to me, a player that I'm a little bit high on, Sam, and he had a good season season with Chicago, and he's in the Rookie Showcase. Uh, I believe he's playing on the same line with Suzuki, and that's Vasily Panamarev. Um, I think think he's another candidate on possibly pushing to make the roster. I kind of bullet down to Suzuki, Panamarev, Maybe Jameson Reese. I remember there was a lot of hype about him probably like a season or two ago. I, I, it seems to have quieted down a bit. Um, again, Reese has that McGinn type of style to his game. He's a feisty player. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know if, if Jameson Reese is going to make it, but I, I, I haven't think, heard anything about Reese. In yeah. This. He, well, he, he's on the rookie showcase. <laughs> he hasn't been very noticeable. Yeah. Which is not good. No, it's not. Because us fans, we like it when there is more competition um, when it comes to trying to crack the roster. Uh, 
Uh, make make the head coach have a hard decision. I think that is the player's goal heading into training camp. So it's going to be interesting. Um, they're two and zero. They're undefeated. Sam, that's pretty good. Um, I I believe. Do they have another game today? I think they do. Don't they? Let me see. But yeah, while you're looking that up, I mean, um, rookie showcases. I mean. That's that's fun to watch. Obviously, if you want to watch it, I think that's great. But obviously, I think you need gotta get praise when praise is due, and also need to take it with a grain of salt. No game today. Well. No game. Okay. Tomorrow, Monday versus Nashville, ten a.m. Ten a.m. Okay. All right. Awesome. That's gonna be during work. Wonderful. <laughs> but um. But let's let's just cheer the uh, Hurricane prospects on to victory, and see if they can win all their games. I think they have the capability of it. I I, I have trust in our prospects, so that's gonna be fun, and it's gonna be interesting um, seeing those prospects play together. And they played against Skylar Brendamore, and another uh, rookie that I would like to mention. It seems like Yanni Yanni Peretz, who we signed during the playoffs. Highly coveted goalie at the time, doing pretty well. So it's going to be interesting how he continues his play. Um, It'd be nice if we have two, you know, goalies of the future in our system. Oh, I know Kachekov and Yanni Perez. That's going to be that could be fun, a good tandem. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's how Brendan Moore likes his goalies. He likes to view it as a tandem. Yes. Um, And I think that's good. Um, Obviously, I do think that I think. You need to have starter, but I think at the same time, Sam, I think you can have a full-time starter and still have that tandem. Yes. So it's going to be, I think, really fun if we're able to see both Kachekov and Perez uh, both being on the Hurricanes roster. Yes, agreed. So, yes, uh, that is us talking about the showcase, and uh, now we are going to get to our standing predictions. But before we do, let's go. To our sponsors. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort... 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. 
Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, Sam. Let's do Pacific Conference first. Um, do you want to do like we did last time where I'll do all of mine and then you do all of yours or you do all of yours and I'll do all of mine? I or? say we do it by uh, rank. So, by so eighth to first. All right. I went first last time. You go first today. Sure thing. I will go ahead and go first. So number eight, Sam, um, a team that has traded away a couple of big level pieces and Eric Carlson mm. and... Um, Obviously, Brent Burns to us. I think San Jose is going to be eighth. I think okay. they're finally going. To, I think they're finally embracing that rebuild role. I mean, this has been a team that has been pretty good playoffs. Have been able to have a string of playoffs uh, for a good amount of time because yep. they had Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, Dan Boyle, all these players. But obviously, all those players have retired. And even though you have players like Thomas Hurdle on the team, Logan Couture, I just don't. I think this team's going to be a rebuilding type of team, and I just don't think they're going to win that many games. Um, hate it for James Reimer, or I think James Reimer's not on the team, is he? I'm not sure. He's on Detroit, I believe. Oh, okay. Good for Reimer. Yeah, a little bit better situation there for him. Yes, but I think San Jose is going to be eighth. What's yours? I don't disagree with your analysis there, but I have Anaheim. I still just don't think Anaheim really? is there yet. I, uh, they were last this year. I think they're going to be that this year as well. I just I don't think they're there yet. I think young and experience is going to be their downfall. So when they go through tough times, it's going to be harder for them to come out of it. Where with San Jose, which is my seventh, by the way, I'll just say that now. San Jose is number seven for me. It's close. I wouldn't be surprised if these two teams flip flop necessarily at all. But the reason why I think San Jose just does a little bit better is they do have the um, the veteran presence and the experience to deal with the hard knocks a little bit more so than Anaheim. But I'm talking probably we're talking like four point difference in the standings. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, number seven is Anaheim. Um, it's Anaheim and San Jose are, to me are kind of a little bit close. I think mm-hmm. San Jose is starting to realize their rebuild. Anaheim's already been in that rebuild, and I think they're seventh because I think the players like Trevor Zegras, uh, Leo Carlson, who they drafted, might to join the lineup as well. Mason McTavish. You have Jamie Drysdale on the back end. They have lots of potential. And even though he hasn't had a couple of great seasons, I still believe in John, John Gibson. I don't know if Gibson a, stays in Anaheim. It's been rumored for true. a long time that they move him. And I think if at the deadline, if, if Anaheim's just not there, which they won't be, they move Gibson. So I don't, I don't know if Gibson stays. Yeah, I mean, you never know. And that's but... why I have Anaheim low. Is I just I don't know if Gibson stays the whole season in Anaheim. It's been rumored he's wanted out for a long time, too. True, um, but um, I, I just think Gibson is probably better than San Jose's goaltending tandem with Mackenzie Blackwood and Capo uh, Kakonen, I believe is how he pronounced his last name. Um, well, don't forget, uh, San Jose has a rookie goalie there that we traded him. 
Yeah, E2 McAniemi. Yeah, McAniemi uh, but he was, hasn't made it yet. And he was a highly touted goalie, so I would like to see McAniemi get a shot this year in San Jose. Uh, he was very successful. True. Um, uh, one thing I do want to say about San Jose, though, is I think a key wild card for them is seeing how Philip Zadina mm-hmm. is going to play for them. Because he's starting, he's kind of giving himself a new start. He was a top four pick, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He didn't want to sign with Detroit, and now he's with San Jose. Well, so take a look at that. You got Zadina, you got Kokinemi. Sometimes you're a late bloomer. I mean, honestly, if you, if you want to take it to the extreme, I think it was um, Nathan McKinnon uh, who didn't really blossom until his third or fourth year. So, I mean, you, you can play average, and then you just finally clicks. So... Maybe it clicks, and if it clicks in San Jose, then San Jose is going to be, you know, in the right on the right direction. True, and I think Anaheim, to me, I think has the better offense too. Zagros, I think, is better than anybody on San Jose squad. Uh, you have Troy Terry, that's really good. Um, those are the highlights. So that's why I have Anaheim at seventh. Uh, you want me to go for six? Yep, go ahead. I have Calgary at oh. six. Okay, that's bold. Yes, I do. Uh, here is uh, my reasoning. I think Lindholm's going to stay. And I think it's kind of going to be a little bit of a Jack Eichel situation a bit, possibly, uh, with Buffalo, I think. Um, now, here's the thing. I still think they have pretty decent offense. But I just don't think they have the offense to be a playoff contender outside of Lindholm and Huberdeau. I think I think you need a little bit more. Hmm. And Huberdeau, he had a bit of a down season with Calgary. 55 points in 79 games. Cut his point total in half from the year before. Yes. Now, I think Calgary, where their strength lies, is on the blue line. You have Hannafin, Rasmus Anderson, you have Chris Tanev, Mackenzie Weger. That's a good, solid top four. And I think their goalie, Markstrom, is um, decent, although he did not have a um, a good um, season mm. with Calgary. Mm. So I have them at six. Okay. I do not have them at six. I have Vancouver at six. Um, I, I just think that organization really? is kind of not where they need to I don't think they know what they want. And I think that's what their big problem is right now. So you have an organization who's not really certain what direction they're going and it's just been an absolute disaster there the last couple of years. So right now I have Vancouver at six because I don't think they are in a position to win. I don't think they're in a position to do well. <clears throat> I don't think they've given themselves a chance to play well. Um, and if your organization doesn't know what they're doing, your players aren't going to know what they're doing. So I, I just think right now the organization's not in a good spot. So it just there needs to be more clarity there for me to have any hopes. Could Vancouver surprise and finish top three? Sure, I just don't think they do. Just with all the uncertainty around a lot of their players. I mean, good gracious day. You just signed JT Miller, and he's now a, a in the trade rumor mill all the time. I mean, that's just crazy to me. So there's something in that organization that's not right right now. So I have them at six. Well, I mean, I understand that obviously. Um, I actually have Vancouver at number five. Okay. Um, the reason why I like them over Calgary probably a bit more is because Thatcher, Thatcher Demko 
He's they're going to be the starting goalie. I think right now is better. While I think Markstrom can be better than Demko. See, I like I I would take um, Markstrom. Really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, and now Vancouver, they did add a big piece in Philip Ronick, who was a really good defenseman in Detroit. Uh, so you have Hughes, Ronick. Um, and Myers, I think, as the most notable pieces on the back end. I think that's de- I think that's decent. Although, and they also have Ian Cole too. But we all know how we think of Ian Cole. <laughs> but um, Cal, can I change my answer? Vancouver is going to finish last. Vancouver's going to finish last. Hey, honestly, the way they uh, treated Bruce Boudreau, um, part of me. Does want them to be last, but um, it the reason why I have them so high is because of the players, not the management. So, um, I think they have decent D, although I think Calgary wins in that department. And their offense, I just think Vancouver has better offense. You have Andre Kuzmetko, who got 74 points, Pedersen, Brock Besser, JT Miller, um, Ilya Mekalev, they've added. Uh, Connor Garland was pretty decent for them. I mean, they have a lot of good offensive pieces. So that's why I have them at five. I have Seattle at five. I don't... I think last year was more of a fluke than it was anything else. So I don't expect them... Is this because of Ron Francis? Maybe a little. Um, (laughs) I think last year was more of a fluke than it was anything else. So I expect Seattle to fall back down again. But I would also like to say my four and five make the playoffs in the Pacific, and I only have the first three in the Central making it. So that still puts Seattle in a playoff spot. But I just think the Central, the Pacific division is that much better than the Central. So, yeah, I was thinking when I was doing this, I was like, you know, I think the Central is a little bit wide open. The Central is wide open. I think other than the top three will always stay the same. Just depends on what order you believe. But I think four, five, six, seven, and eight, any one of those teams could be there. And it could, then they would still probably miss the playoffs. But yes, I have Seattle at five. They still make the playoffs in my, in my belief. But I think it was more of a fluke than anything. But I still think they're better than any of four, five, six, or seven, or eight in the Central. So I still have Seattle making the playoffs. Yeah, um, I, I've, I've, you said you had them at five, right? Okay, so now, and I said Vancouver at five, so that means we're at fourth. Yep. Yeah, you want to start with fourth or me? I have Los Angeles at number four. Really? Yeah, I like LA. Um, I have them higher. Okay, I mean, I like Los Angeles, but I just don't... <laughs> I don't think they were supposed to be that good last year, and they were, but they've done they've done well to put themselves in a good spot. I think they've shored up their goaltending a little bit. Huge addition with adding Dubois. Yeah, yeah, adding Dubois. So I think LA's gotten better. So let me be clear. I think my four and three could easily, um, could easily flip flop, but I I have LA at four only because Kopitar's getting older, Dowdy's getting older. Do they regress? If they do, I think four is reasonable. If they don't, I think they could be three. Yeah, I think that's a good argument to be made there. At four, I have Seattle. Okay. Um, 
So we're not too wildly off from no, Seattle. No, we're not. Um, I think um, this is a uh, team that I think is, I, I would say, a little bit exciting. Um, I think um, the strength lies on the offense with this team. I think Baneers is going to be an all-star for them. I think Shane Wright's going to make the team. That's going to help the offense even more. You already have Bjorkstrand. Uh, Yanni Gord's still very good, excellent forward. Uh, and McCann, I think with him, if he needs to prove if this past season which wasn't just a fluke. Um, and obviously you have Winberg and Burakovsky. Really good offense for Seattle. Uh, D, I think there might be a little bit more questions. Um, I think the best defenseman that they have, he was excellent, was Vince Dunn. Vince mm-hmm. Dunn was amazing. 64 points in 81 games. He's going to be their big guy on the blue line. And I think you have decent defensemen with Adam Larson, Jamie Alexiak, um, Brian Dumoulin, Dumoulin they got from Pittsburgh. Um, but after, I, I mean, I just don't know about that D overall after probably uh, Vince Dunn mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit of Jamie Alexiak. Uh, but they're, I think their goalie, they have Philip Grubauer, who I still think can be of a bounce back. And 895 save percentage, I think he wants to be better because mm-hmm. he is a great goalie, I think, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that offense and a goal sending, their defense just needs to be a bit better. Possibly, we'll have to wait and see. And uh, number three, I'll go ahead, L.A. Okay. I mean, like I said, I, I could my three and four, I believe, could swap. So L.A. being there for you is no surprise, and I wouldn't argue with you on it. Well, if I had them on number one. <laughs> that would argue with you on that. Because <laughs> one, one and two is going to be one and two in this division. Um, my number three is Calgary. Wow, you you have high hopes for Calgary. Well, I just I don't believe Huberto is going to have another bad year. I think it was an odd situation. I don't believe that the coach was getting through to the players, and that, that kind of became pretty obvious, right? Because um, I think they fired Daryl Sutter, didn't they? Yes, they did. So I think that was a problem, and you know that can be a that can be a problem that can hamper a roster. This is more or less. I mean, I think Calgary's good. I like Lindholm. I like. Huberdeau, I like Markstrom. So, and Hannafin's still there. He's not going anywhere. And Hannafin and Lindholm both said they're very fine. They're okay with the thought of finishing this season in Calgary. Right? So, I want to see what happens. I mean, if Calgary's playing well at the deadline, I don't think they move Lindholm or Hannafin, right? Uh, and I think Hannafin and Lindholm are both in the spot of, we're just going to wait and see kind of how things go out this year. So... I, I like what I see in Calgary. I think they have a new coach. They have a new bench boss. I think things are going to be better, maybe not as toxic. So I'm a little bit more higher on Calgary. Um, and if I'm honest, I think it's better for the for the division for Calgary and Edmonton to make the playoffs. The Battle of Alberta. Yeah, so I guess you can... Uh, Make me a little like I don't know. That'd be that'd be fun. Whatever, that'd be a fun series because they've done it before. They had it a couple years ago. Yeah, they did. I love that series. It was short. Er, I think then at Calgary would have liked it to have been, but I would like to see Calgary in the playoffs again for that reason. So, yeah, and I have Calgary at three. Yeah, and now we're down to the top two. Um, to me, second Sam, I have Edmonton. 
Okay. Um, I, 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 they had a revelation with Stuart Skinner. He played pretty good mm-hmm. for Edmonton. I think they probably wanted a little bit more out of Jack Campbell, unfortunately. Um, that stare, Sam, it's, it's creeping me out. Um, <laughs> and I think they're now obviously the weakness is on the blue line, I think. But you have Darnell Nurse, Cody Cece, Evan Bouchard, and Matthias Ekholm, who, after he was traded to Edmonton, he lit it up. Well, Eddie was going to light it up when you're playing with Connor McDavid. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I don't think their D is actually that bad. I think their D is, is better. Evan Bouchard was another great young defenseman on the blue line. Um, that can play on the power play. Um, it, 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 it's, an, a, I think, a pretty decent blue line that they have. And uh, obviously, up front, you have the best player in the league, in my opinion, with Connor McDavid. Connor McCry, baby. And then you have Dreisaitl, who's amazing. Nuke at Hopkins, Evander Kane, Zach Hyman. I mean, these are just good players. Uh, Dylan Holloway, I think, is going to make the team for them. He was a top pick. Um, I think a couple drafts ago, so he could help enhance more of that offense that they already have. Um, and I think that's why I have them at number two. I have Vegas at number two. Oh! I think they fall off a little bit. Not a lot, but I think they fall off a little bit. I don't think Aiden Hill comes back and plays the way he did in the playoffs. So I think he comes back down to earth just a little bit. So, um but I like Vegas. They're number two for a reason. And, and obviously my number, obviously your number one is Vegas and my number yes. one is Edmonton. Right. So I'll be honest. These two, I, I think this division can shape out any possible way. I think it's right? going to be it a battle be between those two. those two. And then you have probably LA and Seattle on the next year. And then the other teams are just kind of, this division can can go anyway, but your one and two is your one and two. It is Vegas and it is Edmonton or Edmonton and Vegas. They these are your guys because kind of the like the teams. Metro division. I think Carolina and New Jersey are going to be the yeah. battle in there. Yeah, and it's them, right? Then it's a significant fall off. The Rangers just aren't as good as they were probably last year. Definitely not as good as they were last year. I mean, when you have Tarasenko and Kane, and now you don't have Tarasenko and Kane. Yeah, you're not as good as you were last year. So. Yeah, I mean, Edmonton or Vegas, I have Edmonton first because I do think Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl is hard for me to bet against them. And oh, I do definitely. think that Vegas falls off. I think Vegas, the reason why they slipped the two is they have the Stanley Cup hangover. So they start the year a little slow. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see them being number two. I really think it's a battle between Edmonton and Vegas for that top spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vegas, I mean, they have star players. They have Drag Eichel. Up front, they have Mark Stone, who he just needs to stay healthy. I think that's the main thing with Mark Stone. Mm -hmm. But when he is healthy, he is great. Kind of like Max Pacioretty a bit. Sure. Uh, Chandler Stevenson, very good. I mean, you look at that center core. It's, I think, one of the best center cores in the NHL. Eichel, Stevenson, William Carlson. Uh, Nick Rawl, all of them had at least 30 points. You have Nick Rawl in the fourth line getting 30 points. That's really good. And it shows that you need to have very good center depth to win the Stanley Cup. And I don't think Carolina has kind of learned that lesson yet, in my opinion. But um, 
they have elite offense, in my opinion. And I think their D is very good, too. I think this is probably one of the most well-rounded teams in the NHL because you have Alex Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, both amazing players, and you have good defensive defensemen in Alex Martinez, a young defenseman in Nick Cade. And I think while Aiden Hill's going to be good, I think he is going to probably take a step down, but he's still going to be good, I think. And obviously up front, they added Ivan Barbashev at a trade deadline. He was amazing. I think one of their best players in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Vegas, Edmonton, Edmonton, Vegas, Niner. It wouldn't surprise me. I think that what what's going to put Vegas down to two is just they're going to have the Stanley Cup hangover from the summer. So I think they start out slow. Yes, definitely. Um, and now let's get to the Central, Sam. Um, Central, number eight, I have Chicago. Okay, I have Nashville. Really? I think Nashville falls off. I think they're now entering a rebuild, retool, whatever you want to call it. But they're not, they're not good. <laughs> I mean, they have Soros and Philip Forsberg. What else do they have? Not not really anything else. So, yeah, Matt Duchesne's out. Eckholm's out. So I just don't think that Nashville's got anything that's worth writing home about. Philip Forsberg hasn't really been great these last couple of seasons. He's been fine. But yeah, I don't think Nashville's all that good, so I'm putting them down, and I think they're at eight. I think they finish worse. I think if you want to look at their team, I I don't think it's better than Chicago, Arizona, St. Louis, Winnipeg, Dallas, Avs, you know, whatever, whatever team you want to throw in there. I don't think they're better than any of them right now. So I'm at eight. Yeah, I could definitely um, see that. I I definitely don't have Nashville making the playoffs. I just don't. They traded away. Good players, because you know this team's going to be heading for a rebuild. But yeah, they still have a good D, and I still think they have a good um, goalie, in my opinion. That's why I don't have them in my uh, in my eighth or seventh position. Because you have Roman Yoshi, Ryan McDonough, you have UC Soros. Those are still good pieces. Gustav Nyquist can still score some goals. Um, you have a young guy, Philip Tomasino, Ryan O'Reilly will probably be leading that squad. So, um, yeah, I can definitely see why. Uh, but eight, I have Chicago because yes, you have Connor McDavid, Connor uh, Bedard, or sorry, Connor Bedard. My bad. Um, but that's step one is getting that big core piece and you have to build around him. And I think that is, um, not easy to do. I still think Chicago's going to be eighth, even with Bedard in the lineup. Number seven, Sam. Um, I have... You know what? I have St. Louis. I have St. Louis at seven, too. I, I don't do. think I just I don't think they're good. You know, they don't have Tarasenko anymore. They don't have... Wasn't Ivan Barbashev on that team, too? Yeah. They don't have Barbashev anymore. Bennington just hasn't been good for them the last couple... Really, since they won the Cup. So, again, like I said, the same thing about Nashville. Nothing to write home about about St. Louis. There's nothing good there. I mean, you would probably make the argument there that their well, you best have, player you, is Perenko. Well, okay, so you have, I mean, it, it's a decent team. I just don't know what their upside is. To me, they're an enigma. I mean, Bennington, he's a very streaky very streaky. If you goalie. get the Bennington of 2019, then you know maybe this team surprises. But 
I just I don't see. I don't see anything here. that pops out big on the blue line other than Pareko. Yeah, you have Falk and Krug, but those are offensive defensemen, and, and they I might mean, not stick around. I mean, they could get moved. They Falk's both, contract. They both is, have no trade clauses. But if they want to move and they're okay with moving to a contender, I mean, Falk's a good defenseman. I mean, this seems, and on a good contract. So yeah. I mean, and this team's going to score goals, but I think they'll have a lot of trouble of. Um, on the defensive side of things. Because, I mean, you look on offense, Sam, what's leading the team on offense is Kairou and Robert mm, yeah, Thomas. Yeah. But Kairou, he's a bit of a one-dimensional player. He's had defend- a lot of defensive miscues, even though he's very good offensively. And Thomas, I think, is probably their best all-around player. Now, Buchnevich, he played good for St. Louis as well, but I just I have them at seventh. My sixth is the Coyotes. Oh, we got that correct. Okay. I have Arizona at six, too. I think Arizona does climb up these standings a little bit. I like the Coyotes. Let me be clear. I think the Coyotes could finish anywhere between six and three. Because I think if their young players come in and just stun, this is a good young team. This is a team that will be a playoff contender in the next two years. It won't be a question. It'll be, yes, they're in the playoffs, right? Might not be a cup contender, but they're going to be a playoff team on a regular basis. They just have that many good players in their pipeline. So, and several of them are going to be playing this year in Arizona because they don't have a lot of, you know, older veteran players. But they're a good team. They have a good goaltender. They have a decent defense. And they have a very good, you know, they have good forwards. Very good forwards. Vimelka, I think, is really good as a goalie. Um, their defense is probably maybe their Achilles heel, although I think Sean Dersey can be good. Valimaki, he had a bounce back uh, season with um, Arizona when he got traded to Arizona from Calgary. Yep. And Arizona's known for making defensemen look good. Look at Gossip Bear. He was not good in Philly. Yep. He was able to turn around in Arizona. And then you have uh, Clayton Keller. On the forwards. That's yeah. your leader. And you have Matt Dumba on the blue line, too. Yeah, so they've added some pieces. I think that will make them better. So I think Arizona's going to be an exciting team. They're going to be a fun team to watch. I think Logan Coley is going to make the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even uh, Dylan Gunther, who both are highly coveted prospects. Yeah. And you already have Matthias Maselli, who's a young guy that's been playing pretty good. Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz, Barrett Hayden looks to be actually a pretty good player. I think this is going to be an exciting team. Yeah, I think so too. Um, My number five is Chicago. I just can't put Chicago that high. I I think they added a lot of pieces, and I think Bedard is going to get them a few wins on his own. Um, I just can't look... Except for Hall and Bedard. I just can't. And maybe Seth Jones on the back. I just can't. Well, I think Bedard's going to get them a couple wins on his own. So I think if he wins five games by himself, that's ten points. And I think that puts him a little bit higher than some of these other teams. But, I mean, would I be shocked if Chicago ends the, you know finishes last? Not really. But I, I guess I'm going to be a little bit bullish on Bedard. And that I think Connor Bedard is going to come out and he's going to play very, very well. And I think he's going to surprise some teams. I think the dude's going to do very well. I think he's going to get somewhere around a point per game. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, I think I think Arizona, I, I, I think Chicago surprises finishes fifth. But let me be clear: fourth, fifth, sixth. I don't care what you are in the Central. If you're not one, two, or three, you're not in the playoffs. Exactly. That's how I think. I have Nashville at five. Okay. Um, you see, I just don't. I I think there's more upside in Chicago than there is in Nashville right now. I think Nashville is a better team because you have good goalie and Soros. You still have good D, Roman Yoshi, and Ryan McDonough. Um, now their offense is going to take a huge chance. I think this is going to be a team that's going to be really good at defending, but not good at producing points. That's why I kind of had them at fifth. Okay. I mean, I think that's fair. My fourth is Winnipeg. Same here. I don't have a lot of... Yeah, like, great goalie, Connor Hill, but... yeah. But that's it because they lost a lot of pieces this offseason. And they still might lose more pieces this offseason. So, and, and during the season, I mean, I, I mean, what, Blake Wheeler's gone? Well, yeah, you have Blake Wheeler gone. But, I mean, so the biggest trade for them was trading Dubois to yeah, LA. Yeah, Dubois and Wheeler. Now, they got, I think, a pretty good package in return. Um, Gabriel Velarde, who got 41 points mm-hmm. in 63 games. And you get Alex Iafalo. So I th- I think that's a pretty decent package. Uh Connor Hellebuck, I think, again, one of the best goalies yeah, in the NHL. For sure. I guess uh, I Josh just... Morrissey, 76 yeah. points in 78 games. He's been excellent. Um, I probably have a little bit more questions after Morrissey on that blue line. But offense, I mean, you have Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley, Ellers, Nita Ryder, I think can be good. Cole Perfetti. Adam Lowry, who's just, just named captain recently. I, 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 I just think this team, I can't see them being eighth or seventh in this division. No, I mean, I don't team. think so either. So, yeah, I mean, Winnipeg's definitely your top four. I just don't know if they're better than the top three. Yeah, I don't think they are, too. And Remember, I think losing Wheeler, who's just been there for so long, might have some adverse effects, too. Yeah, he could be. Um, and number three, I have Minnesota. I do, too. I mean, Minnesota's good. Kirill Kaprizov, Kirill the Thrill Kaprizov. He he's gonna win them games. Yeah, Minnesota's good. Back yeah, in Matt Boldy, he's really good. Yeah, Minnesota's good from the goal out. So Philip Gustafson was a great goalie for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really like. I like their D a lot. Yeah, no, Minnesota's a very a good, team. good team. They're a very good team. They're gonna play well, and they're gonna do some good things in that division. Yeah, and uh, I mean, man, Matt Zuccarello, thirty-six years old. So he produced sixty-seven points. I think he retired. No, Matt. No, that was Del Zotto. Del Zotto retired. Okay, okay. Um, my number two is Colorado. I have Colorado too. I, I have them two. dropping because I think them not having Landis Gog is going to not be a good thing. No, no, they've added um, Tatar. That's not going to replace. Landis but it's not going to replace Landis Gog. So it's a bit of a step down. I still think they're going to be a, to me, probably a Stanley Cup contender. Oh, yeah. They're they're still, that no, man, I mean, you have Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr. You're, at, you're a Stanley Cup contender. McKinnon, um, McCarr, Byram. I think and now one of their goalies is hurt, but I still think the other goalie, whether it's, uh, I, can't, I, I can't remember who's hurt, but I, if it's Gorgiev or Francois, I think both are very good goalies. And just a very good elite team. And I think that I have won Dallas. I do too. 
I mean, Dallas I think is Dallas good. is <laughs> a cup contender, just like Carolina. They yeah. have Ottinger on um, at goalie. I mean, they have. If Mira you want to talk Heiskanen. about a team that's built almost the exact same way as each other, it's probably Carolina, Colorado, and Dallas. Yes, they're all built very similarly from the defense out. Is how they view it, right? So. I, I love these three teams. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like Carolina versus Dallas or Carolina versus Colorado at all. It would not shock me. I think that's probable, if not possible, right? So Dallas, very good team. Jason Robertson. I mean, they still have Tyler Sagan. They've got Jamie Benn. They've got... Um, Rope Hintz. Rope Hintz, Miro Heiskanen. Uh, Thomas Harley on the back end. Ottinger in the goal. Oh, my like, This gosh. is a very good team. Um, I, I don't know if Carolina. I honestly don't know if Carolina could win a Stanley Cup final against Dallas, but it would be fun. It'd be a fun. Oh, final. It, it would be. It fun. would be a really fun final. But just imagine two young goalies. Yeah, Kachekov and Ottinger. Yeah, I mean, if Kachekov turns into what we think he can, that would be exciting too. I mean, it might be a battle of the goaltenders. So, but yeah, I, and but uh, I want to preface my playoff teams are Vegas. I'm sorry, Edmonton, Vegas, Calgary, Los Angeles, Seattle, Dallas, Colorado, and Minnesota. Uh, so mine are Dallas, Colorado, Minnesota, Vegas, Edmonton, L.A., Seattle, and uh, Vancouver. Yeah, and I think all that's fair. I think um, Vancouver just gets in, but I can't make them. I can't go higher on them. Yeah, no, and I think that's fair. But I think these are my standings, and those are yours. I think it'll be interesting to see how if we were right. Yes. Now this is not gospel. This does not mean yeah. it's going to happen. No, we're guessing. Pure guesses. We were wrong last time. Yes, so. we were. <laughs> so keep that so, in mind. Yeah. But yeah, that was fun. We'll do the Eastern Conference in our next episode on Friday. And we will see you guys then. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, Check them out on Instagram and Twitter at The Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.